welcome to the Park Road Podcast for December 2nd, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jackstein, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, Singing with Mary, Songs of Hope and Praise. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And so the story of Jesus begins. Today we enter the season of Advent waiting, Advent preparation, Advent expectancy. It's how we get ready for Christmas at church. We wait, we hope, we praise. Some people think December the 1st marks the beginning of the Christmas season. Some people apparently think it begins back at Thanksgiving when they start decorating too soon. That's a personal opinion, of course. But some people think that yesterday, really, December the 1st marks the beginning of the Christmas season. No, Christmas begins, well, on Christmas. Christmas season begins exactly 23 days from now. For the next 23 days, we wait. If your decorations are up, there is no guilt. But Christmas doesn't start until December the 25th. The season of waiting is not really about sweet baby Jesus. The season of waiting is about anticipation of him. And this year we are using Mary, the mother of Jesus, as our waiting guide and our anticipation mentor. In two weeks, the choir will offer John Rutter's Magnificat, Mary's song. For this year, Mary will lead us all the way to Christmas. And it makes sense, doesn't it, that Mary will give us perhaps the best perspective Through Mary's eyes, we will have the best view. Through Mary's ears, we will hear the best news. Through Mary's touch, we will feel the best life. And through Mary's heart, we will experience the best seats in the house. Some hold her in the highest regard, just shy of Jesus himself. Some pay her no attention at all. Some call her the Blessed Virgin, Mother of the Church, Our Lady, the Mother of God. For me, these titles say too much about Mary. But in a stark rejection of this kind of veneration, I have found that Protestants often don't say enough about Mary. During my time in the Holy Land, I felt a deep connection to her when I was at the spring where she would have gone in the town of Nazareth to gather water, it was almost overwhelming to think that this was the very spot where Mary had drawn drawn water for her family's life. If the church has said that the very human nature of Jesus is our best connection to God, 
that God understands humanity and humanity understands God because of the humanity of Jesus, if that is our best connection, well, that falls short a little for me as a woman. So over the years, I have found a connectedness through Mary. I do not pray to her. I do not ask her to intercede on my behalf. That just doesn't fit with my understanding of how I can access God. All I can say is that I feel connected to her. This one who was a regular woman of humble origins, minding her own business when something extraordinary happened to her. Her yes to this movement of God in her life could be my yes to God's movement in my life. I know that her worries are my worries as a mother. I know that her fears are my fears as a mother. I know that her love for her son must surely be like my love for my sons, but it's not just the mothering that we have in common. I was connected to Mary long before I became a mother. My collection precedes my own mothering. I'm connected to her because I'm a woman. Maybe it was my own mother's connection to her. My Roman Catholic mother explained to me one day when I was asking about why she prayed to Mary. She said, I don't believe Mary is God. I simply ask Mary to pray for me, to intercede on my behalf, much like your church members ask you to pray for them at the door. In my mother's estimation, you couldn't have too many folks praying for you, and if you had Mary on your side, well, you were golden. If you grew up Catholic, you are right with me. You totally get what I am saying. If you did not, you think that I've lost my mind. Because it seems to be all or nothing. Is she the mother of God, or is she just some girl? I think, for me, she's something less than that highest veneration and something a whole lot more than just another girl. All I can tell you is that I feel this connection to Mary, the mother of Jesus. If her worries are like mine, if her fears are like mine, if her mother's love is like mine, then could it be that her song could be my song? I just wonder, could I learn to sing her tune? By the time we get to Christmas, we will have unpacked her whole song, which is a doozy. Russ gets this next week. Mary, the mother of Jesus, sings at Christmas. It's not your typical carol, though. Here's a song of thanks and praise. That's what I get today. But Mary's sweet soprano voice is deceiving. Mary, next week, is going to sing about politics and economics, the dangers of unchecked power and the foolishness of false pride, and what it means for persons and nations to eschew the common good. I am so happy.
that I get today. Because just for today, we get the opening line of praise. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. We must learn to sing Mary's song of praise. It may be our only hope. Check your own words. Listen to your own language. Are you more apt to give praise or offer judgment? Are you apt to give praise and follow it up with, but... Are the first words out of your mouths uplifting or destructive? Do you see the best in life or is it the worst that catches your attention? I presided at a funeral for someone that I did not know Friday afternoon. Russ and Dan and I do this frequently. This woman died after a year-long battle from a brain hemorrhage at the age of 61. She was an artist. Most recently, jewelry design was her favorite outlet for her creative spirit. They had so much of her artwork of all different mediums on display, she was quite talented. The gathering at the funeral home was among the most stylish and classy people I have ever seen grouped in one place, many of them wearing these fabulous necklaces that she had designed and created and made, and they just all looked like a million dollars. And it didn't take me long to know that I wish that I had known this woman. I'm pretty sure she and I would have been good friends. I talked to her husband for just about 20 minutes on the phone to try to catch a glimpse of this artist wife of his. He told me lots of things about her, her love of cooking. The simplest of dishes required no less than five spices, he said. If he had said, and a stick of butter, I would have known this woman was my soulmate. <laughs> her love of teaching, many of her students still staying in touch with her after all these years. Her devotion to her family, both her biological family, but then they made such a big deal about her family of choice. That's who you are to me, my family of choice. But then he said this, she could find the treasure in anything, a rock, a tree branch, anything. She just had a way of seeing every single thing as a treasure, every single person as a treasure, every single moment as a treasure. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Becky Blair knew how to sing Mary's song. Poot Brantley died yesterday. Talk about a treasure. His name alone. But Hoot, our oldest male church member who would have been 97 in a couple of weeks, was the kindest soul. We had the same conversation with every visit and it was not because his mind was slipping, but it was because he always knew what he wanted to talk about, and it was always two things. Amy, how in the world are the boys doing? Still playing baseball? 
still in the band, still with their same girls. Amy, how in the world are the boys doing? And as I caught him up on their lives, he would affirm and reaffirm, that is great. That is great. He said it like he meant it, because he did. Now, our second topic of conversation was always about our beloved Clemson Tigers. He would have loved last night's win. And he always recounted those glory days of when his own son was playing for the Clemson Tigers. And you could just see the pride and joy still dancing in his eyes as he relived those games and those tailgates and all the goodness of being a part of Clemson football when your son is on the field and he could just, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Hoot knew how to sing Mary's song because it's not only women that get to sing this song. The laughter and energy that filled this sanctuary yesterday as this huge tree was hoisted into place. That moment when they have used Rich Dower's ingenious system of getting it to stand up straight and they, they hoist and hoist and everything else in the room stops while we watch this great event. And it gets almost up there and then it, oh, goes to the side. And everybody out here is giving directions. It needs to go a little to the left. It's leaning, pull it out, put it back, turn it this way. And everybody has ideas. <laughs> Yesterday in this room, we sang Mary's song. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Yesterday we knew how to sing. And then there are teachers that give their lives away for their students, both in and out of the classroom, giving children their best hope each and every single day. Teachers are singing, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. They know how to sing Mary's song, just like the tutors that see that light bulb of comprehension go off when a struggling reader gets it and wants to read more. Those tutors know how to sing Mary's song, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And when I took two prayer shawls down to the Child Development Center this week, one for Miss Sandy, whose nephew and brother died this week, unrelated. And to Miss Jill, whose husband died unexpectedly. And I walked in Miss Jill's class with this bundle of prayer, and I knelt down in front of her, and her three-year-olds gathered around, what's this, what's this? And I said, I brought this for Miss Jill so that she will be warm. And I said to Miss Jill, you'll be wrapped in prayer from this church in your grief. And tears poured down her face because we were singing together, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Grandfathers and granddaughters performing on a stage together as an audience delights in wonder of imagination and precision of the spins on the points. Theater and the grandfather and the granddaughter 
saying, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, sharing food and drink in celebration of home and friendships. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, planning weddings so that the covenant of marriage is sealed in divine favor. Cannot wait. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, preparing a feast to celebrate birthdays and then enjoying the bounties of overcooking for a whole week of leftovers. My soul, wait, how does it go? My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, listening to stories of a trip just across town where food just kept coming out to the table and people just kept eating it, especially Russ, and they would bring out more and they would eat more. And my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Sawdust flying across our workshop. I have to park my car outside of the garage because presents are being produced in a fashion to rival any workshop Santa would be in charge of. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Some of those stories were about death and grief, and hardship, and heartache. You know how I came up with my soul's magnification this week? I opened my calendar last night as I was writing, and I just flipped through the pages and found all the places where I could say with Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. It has been my experience that most often we find what we're looking for. If you are looking for the bad, the ugly, and the destructive, it is always there for the finding. But if you are looking for the good, the beautiful, and the treasure, then that is generally what you will find. You see, in my opinion, Mary had no reason to praise God. Young and pregnant and alone, of lowly estate. Uh, let me stop. Let's start from the top. A woman, young, pregnant, and alone, scared, worried about everything that was in front of her, and yet she found the words to sing. My soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because deep inside all of us lies the ability to sing songs of praise and hope even on our darkest days, except on the days when we cannot sing it. And there are those days. And it's on those days is why we are in community together, because on the day when you can't sing your song, I will sing it for you. Only if you promise me that on the days that I can't sing it, that you will sing it for me. These Marys on the table before you, they each sing a song for me. Some of them sing of places I've been, which conjures wonderful memories that make me smile. 
Some of them remind me that I am deeply loved by people who care enough to bring me this gift, knowing of my sense of connection. Some of them prompt memories of experiences long ago that have impacted my life for the better. Some of them were parting gifts, so they have a twinge of sad goodbye. And some of them cause me to acknowledge that grief's journey is never ending. I look down at her, I forgot to say, Sarah Eggleston quilted this one long before she knew me. She came in my office one day and saw my collection and brought it to me. Hangs on my wall. I look down at her, collected over an adult's life, and I hear her voice. She is preparing the way for the coming of the one who will change the world. She is carrying the one whose way we claim and attempt to follow. She is growing a human being whose teachings call us to be our best selves. She is singing a song that I urge you to sing all the way to Christmas. It is a song of hope. It is a song of praise. I want sing her song. Sing my soul the greatness of the Lord. Oh, sing my soul Maybe so. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.